Good morning, sunshines, and happy Sunday. It is Brunch with Des B Day, and I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B. This is the best podcast, so welcome. And if you're not new here, welcome back. Um, I'm actually really excited this morning, guys. I don't know if you can tell, but there's a change in my voice. And I'm not doing anything differently, but it is just currently 7.30 a.m., um, I woke up this morning around 6.30 to pump these titties. And since I had to do that, I was like, you know what? I feel really motivated. I want to do my podcast this morning. Um, as I was also thinking about it, if you guys last, listened to last week's episode, um, just like my update as a Nikki mom and what's been going on, I will comfortably tell you guys that things have gotten so much better Um, not that they weren't the other day, but I was just kind of in a stressed mindset. Um, and I started to think of this podcast as like a chore. And that's the one thing I promised myself when I started this is that this is pure fun for me. I'm not getting paid. I'm not making buku money. Nonetheless, money at all. Some of you guys donate to me with the Venmo in the show notes. Um, just thanking me for shows and episodes, but I'm not here making like brand deals and shit. So the one thing I told myself when I started this was that it's going to be fun. And the other day when I was recording my podcast and just updating the NICU, it was a hard day. It was the end of the hard day. And I told myself, oh my gosh, you have to, you have to record today. You have to record today. And that day made it a chore, right? It made it not that fun. Um, and I'll be very upfront and honest about that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the best way of my articulation like I was just kind of out of it but I still wanted to put it up because it still brought a lot of light and if anything you can look back at the emotion and kind of the vibe in that in that episode and just go shit dude that like that's got to be kind of hard you know to take a lot out of me takes a fucking lot you know what I'm saying so anyways I'm back at it this morning I'm super excited I talked to Wyatt the other day and He encouraged me to continue to do my podcast, um, even during like my maternity leave and when Maddox comes home. And I think he's right. I think it'll give me a little sense of escape, um, give me a place to just kind of journey off of. Um, And again, when when Maddox is home, I'm not going to be on this NICU schedule of, oh my gosh, I can only hold him like two hours a day. And when are those two hours? Or, you know, oh my gosh, I have to be there for his care times. When I'm home, It'll be just our natural routine, and I'm, I'm very excited. So I'm recording this for you guys. Um, it's like October 9th, I think, um, and it will go live, what, like the 18th. So that's like a whole 10 days. I'm not sure where we're going to be then. Um, so I'm excited when you guys listen to this episode. I'll be anxious to see like where I'm at in my NICU journey. Are, are we coming home soon? Like, are, are we fucking home? You know, a lot can happen. So anyways... That was my little update because I feel like I left you guys hanging last week saying, I don't know if I'm going to continue during maternity leave. I might need a break, yada, yada. Um, And, you know, for 45, 50 minutes, one time a week, like I can show the fuck up for you guys. So if you guys are down, I'm down. Um, I'd love for you guys to keep showing up for me. Keep sharing my episodes. um, Keep listening to old ones. 
Um, again, show notes are always key. I have my new merch that went live a few days ago. Um, Tula's got some new skincare products that have dropped. Alani Nutrition has new things coming out and as well as the brunch with Desby Venmo that's in the show notes as well. Um, that way, again, you can just support. I'm not making any money off of ad deals or anything with you guys. Um, but when you're using my codes and you know, if you want to call it donating to the podcast, these are things that I can use to pour back in to my business or pour in right now currently to Maddox um, and my freaking deductible and all this bullshit that I'm learning about. So anyways, when you guys help me, um, just know that I appreciate it so much and I'm always here to help you. And with that being fucking said, wow, is that like the first F word of the episode? I'm not sure. I am doing a Dear Des episode. So a few weeks ago, I asked you guys what you needed help with. Like if there was one thing that just kind of you need help with, doesn't need to be super deep, doesn't need to be super emotional. Just like, what do you feel like you need? You know, dear Des, how do I blink? Or what do I do when this happens? Or advice on this? My advice. Yes, my advice. <laughs> um, I love giving level-headed advice. I, I feel like maybe it's an Aries thing. Maybe it's an um, Enneagram three thing. I feel like I give pretty good advice. Do I follow my own advice? I would confidently say, yeah, like I'm kind of someone who really tries to reap what they sow. Um, however, it's sometimes it's easier said than done, right? Different situations, different protocol, et cetera. So I'm really excited though, because I want to give you guys um, some insight on maybe some experiences I've had with things that you guys are going through and how I can help you. So, um, you know, buckle ups again, some of these are fun. Some of these are just are serious and we're just going to get into it and have fun. Um, but I hope that you guys are going to enjoy the episode again, make sure you please rate review and subscribe. If you're on Apple podcast, subscribe, if you're on Spotify, share this to your story. Let me know you're listening today. Um, and prayers for Maddox. <laughs> Let's dive in. <laughs> See if I can get this. You have five seconds to guess what I'm drinking. Say it out loud. If you guessed hot chocolate, you're fucking right. If you guessed anything else, you're wrong. Um, I'm drinking on some Swiss Miss peppermint hot cocoa this morning. I still have had this terrible aversion-ish, like I'm trying to break out of it, of hot coffee. And I'm like, bitch, it's starting to get cold outside. I can't be drinking iced coffee all year fucking round. My hands are going to fall off. So I've been really loving the hot cocoa. If I go to Starbucks, guys, I've been getting the vanilla steamer. It's like my OG back in high school before I really knew coffee drink, but it was hot. Um, and that that's really good. So Anyways, that's what I'm drinking on today. I hope that you guys are enjoying a drink and I'm very excited because now that I'm not pregnant, I can have a drink with you guys. So let's like plan a drinking day. Let's plan. Okay. Let's plan. Let me look at my calendar because the weekend of November 6th, that's when Maddox was supposed to be due. We should have like a drinking day. 
Okay, so November the 8th, that's going to be a Sunday episode. Let's all plan. I'll plan a special episode, maybe a Q&A with Wyatt or so, like something fun, maybe a motherhood unplugged like question and answer. Do something fun. In November 8th, we are going to all show up with a fucking alcoholic drink in our hands. If for some reason you cannot because you're underage or you don't like alcohol, that's cool. Still come with like maybe a carbonated drink, like Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> all right, guys. Anyway, again, as you know, I don't script these things. Like I'm literally just kind of gung-ho. I just have fun. This is conversation. The minute I have to write something down, it's fake, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, let's just react. Let's just chat. This is a Sunday episode, Sunday podcast. We're here to hang out. We're here to hang hang. okay? So, to kickstart off the advice, I'm kind of just rolling through these. Let's kick it off super strong because I'm about that. The question or the advice needed is how do you hint that you want a motherfucker to play with the clit? So if you guys are unsure what a clit is or what your clit is, I'm very, very sorry. Um, every woman should know where her clit is and what that magic can happen or what, what magic can happen there, I should say. Um, so if you want to hint at, at your man playing with your clit, number one, take your fucking hand and put his fucking hand on your clit. Number one. Okay. Call the shots. I think guys thinks it thinks, think, God damn. I think guys think it's really sexy when women take control and especially when we know what we want with our body. I feel like sometimes you can feel really awkward. Like, oh my, you know, like when you look back at the sex you just had and you're like, ew, like, why did I, ew, I was speaking so dirty or <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes we're in the moment and we start to second guess like, oh my gosh, is he, he going to think I'm weird for this? Is this a turn on guys? You could women could lick their own assholes and guys would be like, oh my God, jump on top of me. Like guys are gross. They, they have no ceilings sometimes I feel. So number one, take your dude's hand and literally rub it on your clit. Like get into, get into it, get into it. Like even just, you know what I'm saying? Ladies just move and groove with it. Um, and then if he's for some reason, like going down on you, you know, same thing, like kind of like either one, play with yourself. Again, he's going to think that's hot and take the cue to do it for you or tell him, get sexy, tell him what you want. Um, and if you're wanting it like during sex, make sure you're sure you're in an optimal position and same thing, just take the ropes. And then before you know it, he's going to know that you like that. And then you're not going to have to do it yourself. Right. However, sometimes again, guys like, like guys like it when you take control. So they might just be like, wanting you to take their hand, but then it's, then it's not uncomfortable and you know what to do. So that's number one. I love, I love that we opened up with that. I feel like I can talk about that now because you guys know I got pregnant and it has to happen somehow. Right. (laughs) So leading from that, another one that I just want to hop on because I feel like a lot of women struggle with this is sex drive. This woman says after my third baby, I got none. And number one, I could only imagine because I feel like the amount of hormonal changes that shift in your body, not just during pregnancy, number one, but after fucking three, oh my God, like, are you even the same person? Probably not. You've changed and molded and, and evolutionized. So with sex drive, I think it's important to number one, communicate this with your partner. 
especially when it when you feel like it's something you can't control or if it's something that comes and goes but you're not acting on it because again like you're not the actor for me I'm not the actor I I could sit in a chair horny as shit and not make a move like that is just it's not my personality and I'm trying to work on it but it's just like I'm I'm the one like I like to be seduced right and like that's not always fair either but I'm a woman okay we're allowed to be catered to sometimes um but in all seriousness sometimes you have to act in the moment that you want it and again it might be it might feel embarrassing right you might feel like oh my gosh is he gonna be weirded out is he gonna be into it guys are always into it guys are always into it and some women are always into it like some some women have high sex drive so again a lot of it compares to different hormonal shifts in different people's bodies but especially after babies it can be very hard so the best thing I would say is communicate with your partner tell them what's going on with you like let them know hey babe like it's not you here's how my body feels like here's how I feel and then maybe you guys can even talk about like okay like how do you need to be turned on better or like how how can he get you in the mood or she get you in the mood you know whatever your sexual orientation is don't care love them all um you know communicate about that and I think the more that they can understand okay there's there's something going on then that's ideal um I will say you know there's different medications out there that can have factors on sex drive as well so if you're on any sort of like I mean, anything, you know, antidepressants, birth control, um, any type of like thyroid issue, like medications, any medication period can have issues on your sex drive. So also be aware of like what you're taking and what the side effects could be. But once you talk about that with your partner, if you guys try to get intimate, just keep it fun, you know, like have, have fun with it. And again, be very open, like I think the more you talk about sex, it's like a turn on. So like the more open you can be with your significant other being like, hey, like we should try this. It kind of gets you turned on even talking about it. So try to like sext a little bit more. Maybe try to send some nudes, um, even some like titty pics or just be a random like, what do you want to do to me tonight? Like something fun. I think again, the more you can get your own self in the mood, the more you can enjoy it. Fair? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, let's see another one. Hmm. Here we go. Leaving a toxic relationship and not falling for the lies again. You know, I have, okay, wow, a lot of toxic relationship advice. A lot of talk. I see a lot of, it just says toxic relationship, toxic relationship, toxic, toxic. Okay, so let's fucking talk about this. Toxic relationships are so difficult to get out of because again, a lot of times you don't realize they're toxic. Let me get a sip of hot cocoa. This is going to get deep. Fuck, it's so good. (sighs) I'm purposely drinking close to the mic so it sounds cool. So... Toxic relationships, again, don't realize you're in them until you can really back the fuck up and be like, oh shit, this is toxic. This is not for me. Number one, I think the biggest issue we have in our lives is saying no or giving up things that we spent a lot of time on. And a lot of time is relative from person to person. Is a lot of time a few months? 
is a lot of time, a few weeks, a few years, a few centuries. You know, time is relative to what the person thinks. So if you're dating this toxic person and you've been in it for three years, and as a woman or, you know, a man, whatever your relationship status is, you see that engagement ring in the future. That's all we want, I feel like, as humans. We want to get married. We want that one person. We want our person. So we so bad want to stay in this relationship because we're like, but fuck, we were, we're together for three years. Like we're so close to getting engaged, bitch. Do you want to be engaged to a motherfucker that doesn't treat you right? Would you rather waste? And I, I never call it waste because you always walk out learning something. Would you rather pass three years of time learning more about yourself and the relationship that you deserve or would you rather spend the next X amount of years in an unhappy marriage that could potentially lead to divorce? Okay. That's the number one thing you have to think about is like, if put yourself in the position, if you're married, what does that marriage look like? Because let me tell you, everyone said to me, marriage is so different. Oh my God. When you guys get married, it's, it's going to be different going to be different. You might not believe it, but it's going to be different. And I'm like, no, the fuck it's not. Shut up. But let me tell you, marriage is a lot fucking different than even being engaged. I will tell you that straight from my fucking asshole from my heart. So it is a real thing that things could even get worse in a marriage. Um, now it depends on the level of toxicity too. Like Remember, we can all be toxic sometimes too. Even if we think, oh, I'm not the toxic type, we can be. So, you know, if you're open to going to like therapy or talking about it in a very intimate matter, then talk about it. You know, that could lead to a breakthrough. However, if this is toxic as in manipulative, verbally abusive, mentally abusive, physically abusive, um, any type of just shit motherfucker, please do yourself your own service and walk away from that. Um, and again, have that mindset of, hey, it's not time lost. It's time that I just learned more about myself, time I learned how to gain more independence, how to um, find a man that's going to love me or a woman that's going to love me. And, you know, I'm going to be better because of it. And then before you know it, you're going to stop looking and then boom, Mr. or Mrs. Wright is going to be right in front of your face because you're least expecting it. Um, so be confident in yourself that you can take someone else into your life under your life umbrella and have an even better life. Okay. I hope that that made sense. Whoo. Here is the fucking TT. The TT. <laughs> someone said also pregnant. Due in December. And I'm not sure if I want visitors right away help. I feel really called to answer this because I'm actually battling the same thing myself um, with my baby and what's going on with us. So, you know, I, I think things would have been way different for us if my baby would have been full term. I've never been scared of covid because there's two ways to not get it. Number one, wear a mask. And number two, wash your fucking hands. Like the way to really avoid getting any sort of sickness, guys, 
comes down to personal hygiene. It really does. And if someone around you is sick or feels sick or has symptoms of sickness, don't fucking see them, right? So when I was going to give birth in November, right? That was my, that was my fucking plan. I planned on kind of taking precautions as necessary. Um, didn't really have, didn't really want a ton of visitors right away. So I was thinking of maybe doing like immediate family out to say like aunts and uncles. However, once I gave birth early, um, you know, premature babies are at way greater risk for any type of infection as well as um, virus. So our pediatrician and doctors personally are telling us everyone needs to mask around our baby and wash their hands before, obviously, and it should not be extended out to anyone past our immediate family, meaning mom, dad, siblings, if we have them. Wyatt has no siblings, so just mom and dad. And then for me, mom, dad, brother, sister. So that obviously decreases contact tracing points, right? Even if you think, oh, well, well, they're going to go back out and like go to work. Well, yeah, but most of them, all of them are masked all the time. And you'd rather limit the amount of exposure possible, right? So I think that since we decided that we're going to have a big weekend Um, where everyone gets tested, especially for COVID before they come in. We'll all have an in-home weekend to like meet him, hang out. And after that, we're going to very much play it by ear. We're going to still keep it to immediate family only, but even Wyatt has talked about not allowing any family to see him during the winter months. And this mostly comes down to also like RSV and the flu. So you have this mashup of just like shit viruses going around in this time and place. However, my point is to this woman telling me this, don't be afraid to make the decision that you need to for your baby. And although it is a very uncommon place that we're in right now as pregnant women and having to decide who we want to see them and who not, it will pass. So enjoy, if anything, that one-on-one time that you get with your baby that typically you wouldn't because people would automatically swarm up your ass to meet your baby. So enjoy the cold months, being trapped in inside, get in your own routine, feel good, still take care of your own mental health. If you need to go on a walk by yourself, have the husband watch the baby or have the boyfriend watch the baby, whoever, get your own mental health taken care of, but don't feel obligated to open up the floodgates for everyone to come see your child. Um, There is way too many things that can go wrong, especially this year. Um, and you are not being overprotective for that. If you personally cannot look at your child and go, I don't want anything to hurt you. Like you have a problem. So if you're looking at your child and you're like, I don't even want anyone to see you because I don't want anyone to hurt you. Meaning like get you sick or whatever, then fuck. Yeah. You're a great mom. So that's personally what my husband and I are doing masks all the time, masks all the time. Whoever is holding them will have a mask on. Um, They will wash their hands and like hand sanitize throughout immediately once entering. Um, And that's kind of that that's a protocol for us. So sorry that was a little long winded, but I feel like if anyone right now is struggling with either not seeing their family or also um, currently pregnant, you know, going through the same thing. 
I just wanted to let you guys know, like, it's okay to be a bitch and you are entitled to take care of your own child. Um, okay. Let's see. Motivation. I struggle with procrastination. Totally understand. I think that we're all a little level of procrastinators somewhere. Somewhere in our minds, we are procrastinators. And a lot of this comes from, honestly, um, our life. Like, look at how much shit us in our 20s or even fuck at 18 years old, you know, graduating high school. Look at how much shit we have had to put on our plate and fucking juggle. Okay. When our parents are, were younger and I don't mean to drag their asses into this, but when they were younger, they had like three fucking responsibilities, like go to work, go to fucking school, be at the fucking dinner table at 7 PM for dinner. Like for us nowadays, our world is so fast. There's so much going on to procrastinate. Certain things is very common because we got so much fucking shit to do. Okay. However, I will say motivation to find the way to do it. Number one starts with organization. If you're not fucking organized in your own personal manner, whatever organization works for you, you will not be efficient in the work you need to get done. So number one tip for being motivated is to be fucking organized. So then you know what you need to do, when you need to do it by, and how you need to attack it. Um, Motivation can also bleed from many different things. Motivated in the gym, motivated in school, motivated in work, motivated in relationships, communication, all of those things combined. So they all have different ways to get motivated to them. However, you need to know where you personally stand with each of those categories and then kind of, you know, adjust from there what that motivation looks like. I will say a lot of people in this thread right now have asked me for motivation, like in the gym specifically. Um, And I would definitely say, make sure that you have a fucking plan. Same thing, get organized. If you are someone who's kind of new in the gym or even just struggling, staying on point right now, buy a plan that you can follow. It's the easiest way to get in, get out, and mindlessly crush a fucking lift because you didn't have to make a workout. So I'm going to go ahead and plug my app in here, BeFit Training app. You guys can purchase my fit guides um, on my website, get access to my app. Our next six-week challenge enrollment starts January 3rd. It's going to be fucking baller, six weeks to slay. Um, get yourself in a community, get yourself with like-minded people surrounding you to support you. Um, that's the biggest way to kind of stop procrastinating in a gym setting. Now, procrastinating outside of that, again, bitch, get organized. I don't know who asked this, but get fucking organized, write down what you need to do in order of importance. And if you don't get to the last two things on your list, guess what? They weren't that fucking important anyway. So ship them off until tomorrow. All right. I hope that helps. Um, someone said, I just got on psychiatric medication. How do I break the negative stigma of meds? Why the fuck are we still shaming people for taking medication? Like if you are here and you are a med shamer, fuck you straight up. That's bullshit. I don't care who you are. Medication can save lives. Do I personally believe in my opinion that sometimes medications are just rushed on patients. Yes, I do. I do think that sometimes big pharma companies 
there you walk in you're like oh like my head kind of hurts they're like oh you have ADHD take these fucking pills there is an issue sometimes with the way that prescriptions are being given because again that then sometimes comes down to fucking addiction and that's like fucked up too not fun not a fun time so as much as I do yes say medications are not negative Sometimes they can be if the doctor is a motherfucker, okay? So if you're someone, though, that you're out on medication, girl, I'd flaunt that shit. Guess what, guys? I'm getting fucking better. That's something to rejoice about. And if medication is helping you do that, that's beautiful. Um, I do think that medications can be beautifully combined with, like, therapy um, or just even talking out loud, being very open with your feelings. However, it's not required, you know, so do what's best for you. I think the best thing that you can think about though, is that by you taking medication or whoever out there, and this is medication for anything, um, you're making your, you're putting yourself in a better position. I don't know what that position is. I don't know what that position is. Is it split personality disorder? Is it depression? Is it anxiety? Is it whatever, whatever it is, whatever medication you have to own it in your heart and publicly that you are in a better place now because of it. So um, I think continuing to know like a little bit of, you know, I think you knowing yourself and knowing, hey, can I come off this now? You know, don't get too dependent on it. But yo, if you have to be, you fucking have to be, and that's okay. I think the more that we can accept everyone, the better it is. So you take your fucking meds, and you own it, and you you take them, and you shotgun them, you get in Captain Morgan stance, and fucking sling those pills back to the back of your throat, hitting that dangly dangly thing, slam some water after, and get up and be fucking proud that you're taking care of yourself. Someone asked, saving that money. All right, well, let me grab a drink first. Mm. God, you fucking love it. Hot cocoa takes me back to like eighth grade, like farm trips. You know when they would like take you to farms? I don't know why. All right, saving money. I am a huge saver. I'm a huge saver. I'll do my little splurges here and there. You know, I'll get it. I'll get a new Louis Vuitton. I'll, I'll save for a, a nice pair of jeans. You know, I'll, I'll, um, I'll go out to a nice dinner. And I like nice things, but I am fucking terrified of being poor. Now, there's nothing wrong with being poor. Being poor is systemic, and it's sad. Most people grow up in a poor family and they also stay poor. It's a very sad world if you think about it. However, when I grew up, I was in a very, I would say, middle to low class. Um, and I say that because my parents went out of their way to make sure that I could could do pretty much what I wanted to do in a very relative standpoint like have $20 to go to the mall with, you know, have $15 to go to the movies. They, they always made sure they could provide that for me, but we weren't by any means like well off driving nice cars, showing up with new clothes. My sister and I like lived off of Plato's closet. A lot of our friends 
had the money to go out and always get new clothes. And Michaela and I, we would always go to Plato's Closet for like those name name brands. Um, did I say that right? Name brand brand name? No name. What? Why does that sound weird? Brand name. Okay, you guys get it. We would go because we wanted to still fit in and have people think that we were able to shop at those nice stores. Every December, my sister and I would get usually one really nice jacket for like winter. And my family, my mom, my dad would always get us an Abercrombie and Fitch coat. And it was like the fucking hottest shit to walk into school with. Um, so that that's how I... That's how I grew up. You know what I mean? That's, I grew up in a low class, um, really appreciating what I had. As I got older, um, you know, I knew I wanted to make good money. And here I am, you know, now 25 years old making good money. However, I don't spend a lot of it because I will never live above my means. And that is probably my biggest piece of advice to anyone out there. Even if, if you don't know how to invest, you don't know how to get a retirement account. You don't know IRAs. You don't know stocks. You don't know this. You don't know that. Just don't live above your fucking means, period. If you are someone that cannot afford something, don't fucking go try to afford it just to fit in. It is not worth it. You know how many people you follow on social media that live these glam lives, but you don't realize that they didn't pay for that shit up front they're in fucking major debt and they're probably not even happy. Okay. So saving money starts with number one, not living above your means. Don't go buy shit that you can't really afford. Don't go spending money on your, you know, eyelash extensions or blah, blah, blah. When you don't have the extra money that month, right? Budget for shit. That's my biggest thing in saving money is I budget each month. You know, I know how much I need to pay my employees. I know how much I need to put back in my business. I know how much I now need to, you know, approximately pay for things for like Maddox and my family. I know groceries. I know this. I know that. So putting things in an Excel worksheet and knowing your fixed expenses each month, meaning like, okay, all those little fucking things you pay for each month that you don't add in, right? Like your $10 Netflix, your $15 Hulu, your $5 Starbucks, whatever it might be, put your fixed expenses into an Excel sheet so you see every month what your what your bills are no matter what. Then, then you add in your additional expenses and figure out then what your budget for the month is. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I don't necessarily budget every single month, but I'm in such a routine of having done it for years now that I'm pretty comfortable knowing where, where my spending habits are. Now, another way to save the money is to put most of it into like a secured account or talk to your financial advisor at your personal bank. Um, so that's what I did. And that's what kind of opened me up to learning about just investments and saving and whatnot. Um, and now, you know, being able to do more because I've saved more. So know that we have way too much life to live on this planet to just worry about money. However, we want to make sure that we can take care of ourselves and still live a great life. So money is important, whether you want to say it or not. Money can be the root of evil only if you make it that way. Um, I personally, I love to make money because I fucking love 
to spoil the shit out of my family. I love making good money so that I can buy my family stuff that they would never buy for themselves or like treat them to things that they would never do. I'm not so much a personal spender. I would spend all this money on you guys if I could. So very important to start saving. Have that mindset of not living above your means, knowing that you can save more to be able to do more in the future. Hope that kind of helped. Um, let's see. Here we go. Post wedding blues. I'm excited, but I know the blues are real and need to prepare and hope we can still make it to our honeymoon. Um, but it'll be a tear jerker if we can. So number one, um, this girl is going to get married on November 7th and baby girl, I don't know if you'll be able to have a honeymoon. I really don't. I pray that you will. I really pray that you will. Um, it's just, what a shitty year. You know what I mean? What a fucking shitty year. So anyways, post-wedding blues, if any of you guys out there have been married, you fucking know the drill. Post-wedding blues are so legit and so real. Um, it is it is terrible. Um, so the way to get over it truly is like, you don't. I think the one thing that made it easier for me, if you want to call it easier, is the ability to have had um, a videographer. You know, I, I'm able to go back and relive our wedding through video and pictures instead of just one or the other. Um, but truly, I mean, just being able to look back on like one of the most special days of your life is just something you have to do and just know that it, just like everything, it is a nick of time. It's a day that's going to pass faster than it fucking started. And you just have to prepare for it that day. Document everything you can. Enjoy everything you can. Delegate the things to people to help you that day so that you can really be in the moment. You don't want to be running around trying to do shit that other people should be doing for you. So have those tasks delegate, delegated. Um, so that we can actually enjoy what is ahead for you, right? Um, outside of that, you know, the rest of what is going to occur and what's going to happen, um, it's just, it, it's, you're going to get through it, but it is a very real thing. It's, it's super shitty. Um, and I think that it's like one of those feelings you can't even really explain because, People laugh at you when you're like, yeah, I have post-wedding blues. And they're like, what? You're like, okay, you've obviously never been fucking married, so pop off. Um, but you'll get through it. There's bigger things on the horizon. Once you start your life in marriage, you're going to continue to just grow in that. Um, and so just hang tight to that. You know, just really work on your relationship with your new husband um, and just really enjoy it. So uh, sorry that I can't... Um Sorry that I can't help. It's just really sad. <laughs> All right. Another one that I've gotten a lot of guys, and we only have a few more before we wrap up, is being on top. Do a lot of you out there, like, not know how to ride the dick? Like, I'm shook. Um, I feel like a lot of people are asking, like, how do I ride the D? Um, so here, I am, I'm able to help you. Um, I will say... Top has been my favorite position for a while. I don't know why, because I used to be super insecure about my titties before I got them done. So top was like, as much as it was my favorite, it was like, 
also a two, like a double-edged sword because I actually hated being on top because I knew that like Wyatt could look at me and it was like, ah, I hate my body. But I've gotten more confident in it and top is one position where I can really activate not just like control and like literally do active Kegels, (laughs) but also be able to rub and how do I say it? Be able to rub and get the clit going in the way that I want it, right? That's what top is so beautiful for, ladies. It's so beautiful. Top is beautiful. So my best piece of advice for anyone is like, number one, don't start on top. Get going. And then I personally like to end on top. That's when I think that it's fire. Um, During that time, again, you can kind of get close to your O he can get close to his O and then boom, it happens together. And we love that for us. Um, if for some reason you're finding yourself super tight, like in your hips, try to alternate from your knees being like towards his hips to then your knees being almost by his armpits so that you're kind of stretching out your hips in different ways. And if you need to take a liter- like a literal break, switch into another position real quick and then hop back on. Um, you don't have to sit there and ride the D for like 45 fucking minutes, you know, go, go on there for a minute and a half, do your little rodeo, switch it up and then jump back on the horse. You know, like it's, it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing thing. Be open to changing positions during sex because that's when you can hit all the fucking angles and that's when it can feel the best. Um, but I think the biggest question I've gotten here is the, the like tightness of the hips and how to feel comfortable doing it. And as much as your significant other probably wants to see your, see you naked, also like do what feels most sexy for you. Like if you want to throw on like a sexy ass bralette and be in that top position, like tell him that, you know what I mean? And again, dudes don't care, you know, kind of like just hide your nipples with like a really cute bralette or like some sexy lingerie bra and, you know, feel your best. And however that is, that should be up to you. You're not here to please your man. He's here to please you. Think of it like that. Um, Well, I mean, you're also there to please him, but you get it. Like, be confident that this is also your experience, not just for your significant other. Um, So that's kind of like the biggest thing is like keeping your hips open, keeping them stretched. That's why I like to start on bottom because I can really open my hips up um, and get that range of motion going, get my legs moving. Because let's be honest, it's not like we're working out before our sex appointment and then like our hips are all open and loosey-goosey. Probably not. You know, we're probably laying in bed. We've wound down for the night or we're waking up in the morning or whatever. We're probably not stretching pre-sex is my point. Um, Doesn't matter the time of day. So make sure that you're doing that. And again, since you're the one on top, you can control the depth that is occurring. Um, The more you kind of bear down, if you want to call it like chest to chest, the less it's going to be straight up into your uterus. Um, And then the more that you're kind of upright, the more depth that you'll achieve, right? So kind of you can control that and mess around back and forth, but it's all about the motion in the ocean, baby. Last one I want to um, cover is long distance relationships. So this is the last one of the podcast in one highly requested. Um, long distance relationships are hard. Wyatt and I, hold on, dude, I need this. I need a sip. 
Maybe next time I'll put like Kahlua in this. Mm. Wyatt and I were long distance for about, God damn near almost the first two years of our relationship were long distance. Um, back and forth, you know, we were only about four hours, but it was still the fact that like, it's not like we could see each other each weekend. So it might've been easier because we could drive when we could see each other and not like get on a plane, but it was still fucking hard. Long distance is long distance and it's all relative. Um, so that was difficult because we found ourselves bickering over like the dumbest shit that is something like we wouldn't have done if we were in person. So it was like every little thing started to piss us off about each other when we weren't together. Then we would see each other on, you know, a weekend and it'd be the best weekend ever. We'd go back, we'd be on like cloud nine for a few days and then we'd start getting pissy again because it's not that we were mad at each other, but we were mad at like the situation we were in and then taking it out on each other. Um, So I think, again, the best thing to do is to communicate that. Hey, babe, I don't mean to take this out on you. I, I'm going to be honest. I just fucking miss you. I miss you. And this is really hard for me. And then by them also hearing that they're going to be really thankful and excited, right? To know that like you're missing them. So communication is always just like the creme to the crop. I mean, you have to communicate. Um, but I think that what makes it work too is keeping it spicy. Um, long distance, you, you gotta, you gotta keep going somehow. Do some freaky phone sex, do some sexting, um, do some videos, send some nudes, send some pics, send some live pictures. Um, you know, do some like surprise Snapchats, stuff like that. You got to keep it fun and exciting, especially sexually, because you can literally get sexually frustrated being away from each other, um, especially when that connection is so strong. Um, but also just like FaceTiming, make sure that you guys are seeing each other's face, make time for each other. Just like you would in real life, make time for each other when you're miles and miles apart. Um, a lot of times that's what happened to Wyatt and I, you know, we wouldn't text a lot during the day because I would be at work, he would be in school, then he'd have football practice. We wouldn't get to talk till like basically 6 p.m. And sometimes we would only text. And it was like texting a fucking wall. You know, like you're not seeing that person that you love. So take extra time to FaceTime. Take extra time to, you know, send good morning videos or, you know, hey, just thinking of you and like speak to them. I think it makes it very special when you can make it as in person as you can. And with today's technology, like we can. Um, but again, communication and then also making time for them just like you would in real life is very key. Now, that's not going to solve everyone's issues. I'm aware of that. But just be open, be honest, and also be honest with yourself. Is this fucking working for you? Is this causing more harm than than good on your mental health, etc.? Know what is good for you at the end of the day, but don't stop fighting for also what makes you happy. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. There's literally so much more advice pieces needed here, but I wanted to make sure that I'm keeping, um, some, you know, for next time and also being able to ask you guys again, if you have any other piece of advice that you need. Um, I hope that I was able to give some insight, even just into my, my own mind and, you know, how I think and how I analyze things, maybe give you a different perspective, just something fun and fresh. It doesn't need to be so serious and, you know, take it worth a grain of salt. Don't want to fucking listen to me. I literally don't care. Um, but I'm just here to keep it fun. So again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. 
really excited to keep going with you guys week to week. Um, I, I sometimes can get in this creative rut where I'm like, what should I record? Um, so if you guys ever need anything or like have an idea, please feel free to message it to me, email it to me. I do have a tell me a secret podcast coming again, episode two, really excited to share some more of those crazy stories and just have a little bit of fun with you guys reacting to them. Um, last but not least rate review, subscribe, share this podcast, send it to a friend. Um, let me know if I answered your advice. Make sure that you're checking out the show notes, order some new merch. I have fit mom club, no bitch energy. Don't be a bitch. I have um, keep showing up, all new merch, phone cases, mugs. I even have 15 ounce mugs available now, not just your typical eight. So if you want a bigger coffee mug, we have those. Everything is super fun um, and fresh. And I love the designs for kind of like a retro vibe that I'm really digging. So let me know what you guys think about this week's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And I will see you fuckers next Sunday.